welcome to another episode of Mr. Badger Talks Twitter Scum. I'm ever be good friend, Ronnie Wood. How's it going, Ronnie? Hello, good to see you, mate. Yeah, I'm all right, our fella. Yeah, I've actually been allowed onto the, the, the internet to talk to you, which is incredible. Yeah, I didn't know you were allowed back on. Like, have you got the tag off yet? Uh, well, apparently there's more going on in the Midlands scene at the moment, so they've moved <laughs> the focus elsewhere. So I'm actually allowed to, to, to chat. A yeah, yeah. I, I set up this profile on Kick, and uh, next thing you know, <laughs> Mr. Badger's innocent. So, yes, yeah, uh, nice to be in KFC with you. <laughs> yeah, it is. Finger looking good, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> ah, so, no, so, this is my good friend Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones. Rod and... Mulholland's comedian. But, you know, Who? close enough. Close enough. Same thing. What, what was your name again? Rob Mulholland. Robbie? Robbie Col... What? Yeah, that'll do. (laughs) Robbie Coltrane from Cracker. (laughs) And you've come here to tell us how to make it as a professional comedian. Yeah, well, I I believe, you know, you're you're on the comedy circuit yourself, aren't you, Mr. Badgie? You're getting out there about. Why am I taking advice from you, though? Because surely... No. Yeah, no, that that is a very good question, to be fair. Like, (laughs) I don't know... I seem to be doing better than you, anyway. I think, you know, like... Well, it depends, depends on the circles you're talking about, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. Or, or rings, as I call them. <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, yeah, like, even with my uh, diminutive stature in the comedy world, hopefully I've got some sort of advice that I can help you out with. Always happy to help a new comedian. There's fucking nothing diminutive about you, you lanky bastard. <laughs> that is true. I am fucking enormous. You are. I'm too big to fail, you might say. Oh, well, oh, uh, that's, that's a bit of a bit of a plug there, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I've released a comedy special. I've done it myself. It's called Too Big to Fail. Give it a listen. What? What's that? Where's that available? It's on, on the bloody YouTube because no one else would have me. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even go down the Freddie Quinn route and get Amazon. I could get Amazon, but I don't fucking want it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Amazon would take it. They definitely would. They'll have fucking anything. Have you been through their catalogue? Oh, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> some films that are genuinely like... It's like someone's just filmed it, a, a selfie video on their phone and called it a documentary. It's fucking yeah. unreal. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I, I'm guessing you probably didn't get on there because you didn't do enough transphobic material. I tried, mate, because I do hate them. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's a joke. It's a joke. Don't cancel me. <laughs> Can you get cancelled from YouTube? I don't know. Trying, that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to make my career uncancelable. So yeah. like, if I just make anything, no one could fire me. Because I've got some <laughs> reprehensible views. Well, you know. Uh, to be fair, if, if there's a 63-year-old uh, potential paedophile on the circuit, I think everybody's safe. Well, nearly everybody. Nearly <laughs> everybody. Not not the nine to eleven year olds. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is very funny, but also quite a serious crime. <laughs> it is. But uh, I suppose the main question we've got to be asking ourselves is, um, yeah, what is? We're not going to mention the name of the person involved, but uh, there's a lot of stuff banding around the internet. Some of it true, some of it quite obviously fake. And the thing that nobody's actually taken time to think is how sexy were those children? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He could be really being led on there, couldn't he? If, if you've got a nine-year-old, you know, if she's got stockings on, who can blame you? That's the... <laughs> 
You said it, not me. There we go. Right. Uh, like the views of Mr. Badger do not represent everyone on this podcast. The nice thing is, we're doing this via video chat, and he's actually started masturbating. This is uh... yeah, furiously. Furiously <laughs> is the only way to describe how I'm masturbating. But how could I not? I mean, I appreciate you getting into full costume despite us not even being in the same room. I, I didn't want to scare you with the flaps and everything, you know. It's, uh... <laughs> I always love a bit of your flaps, mate. It's how I cultivate my uh, my cheese. It's not actually. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, Mister Badger's flap cheese. Yeah, I'm taking it to an organic farmers market next month. <laughs> You'll probably sell a lot. Is it vegan? Does it count? Because you consented to making it, so therefore I think it counts as vegan. This is it. No, no animals have been hurt in the process. No, oh. one animal has thoroughly enjoyed himself. Some animals might be hurt if they eat the fucking stuff. But that's. <laughs> That's very much on you, isn't it? You can't win them all, can you? <laughs> so, um, so talking of like, you know, me and my my goings on in the comedy industry, you are doing a lot better than me, despite your youth in in uh, comparative, you know, circumstances. Well, so, I'm 31. I don't know if that counts as being youthful. I'm 63. <laughs> Fair enough by your standards. Yeah, fucking really young then. Yeah, I'm older. To be your dad. Yeah, but in comedy terms, I'm older. Like I've been in comedy longer. So, you know, you get sort of new age when you're in comedy. You start again. I've been in entertainment since I was 14. I mean, entertainment is a very strong word for what you do on the internet. Well, yeah. I know you're amused, but like a lot of people are horrified. I started off with all the top entertainers. Uh, like Jimmy Savile, uh, and Gary Glitter, Noel Edmonds. It's not come out about him yet, but old fire. No, right, see, like, Noel Edmonds, I'm convinced he's not a pedo, you know, right? I'm 100%, because you know they had a look. You know when Utree started and there were spitballing names to have a look at? He definitely was written down on that whiteboard. Trust, like, trust, you know, they found nothing. Trust me, from my uh, experience, I can guarantee you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, I hope he is. He's an awful piece of shit anyway, so I really hope that comes out. I'd love for him to get knocked off telly. To be fair, you know, like he's not really on telly anymore, is he? He had that sort of Daily Mail show a couple of years ago, and then he fucked off again. Yeah. Back to yeah. Ep- Epstein's Island. Oh, man, it was weird. You know that the deal or no deal? I'm aware uh, of it, yeah. Uh, the sort of boxes he were interested in were mainly on children. <laughs> oh, God. I'll have number nine, please. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, hell. That, but, uh, so, would you, would you say that this is the correct route to go into comedy from... Uh... I mean, your, be- your, your best bet for making a comedy career, I don't think, is making a load of pedo jokes on podcasts. I don't know if this is a successful route for us. It's, it's an enjoyable one. So is it why the Glee Club won't book me? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of reasons. It's what you did in that dressing room. That's why you're not allowed back there, isn't it? I couldn't find the toilet. Just... <laughs> uh, yeah, like, to be fair, like, um, you know, there are a number of ways to get into the modern comedy industry. Uh, for example, do you have rich parents? Uh, no, no. Oh, you fucked then. Oh, oh, so that's right. number one, is it? That's it, yeah. Number one, main best way to get a modern comedy career is to have very rich parents who can pay for you to go to the Edinburgh Festival and lose 10 grand, you know. Because you need to spend that 10 grand in order to get a lot of TV producers into your show so you can suck them off and then get onto a panel show that no one watches anymore. That's the path. Wasn't it this year that they they had, uh, I know it's been going on for years, but they had a bit of furore about uh, people 
charging for reviews. Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, like, particularly the mumble. Like <laughs> the mumble, right? It's like the mumble is a, a blog. It's one guy. Like that's all of these fucking comedy websites are. It's all they're all just blogs. Yeah. Right? And like this cunt was going around charging. <laughs> And like I don't use that word lightly. I mean it when I say it about him. He's a fucking awful piece of shit who's like harassed loads of women. He's a fucking right like dodgy awful asshole. I mean I know that's right to me. I know, I know I knew you wouldn't hold that against him. But, <laughs> but uh, like yeah, basically right, what he does is he charges thirty quid for a review. So you, you know the performer pays thirty quid to have some spotty little cunt come in and judge their work. Fuck off. <laughs> right. I'm so. so- so it's not even a favourable review. No, no, no. You, no, no you, a review. You don't, you don't guarantee it. Imagine paying 30 quid to have this dickhead with no influence come in and give you one star, because that could happen. I mean, his writing is so hilariously bad. He's the worst fucking writer. This is why he's got to try and do shit like this and exploit... Like, basically, he's exploiting uh, new idiot comedians. Right? Henry! <laughs> I ain't naming any fucking names. I will. I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> I know. This is, again, point number two. Don't name so many names. It'll fuck your career. What <laughs> fucking it career? It is very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, like, But yeah, like, there's people who go like, oh, I need to get reviewed in order to get... I don't know. I don't know what they think is going to happen from getting reviews from the mumble. But they all want it so that... <laughs> So they fucking pay this cunt 30 quid to get a review so they can put some stars on their poster or whatever. Yeah. But like, uh, what me and a bunch... It all started with uh, Lee Kyle actually got a bunch of comedians, including me. Uh, we all, What we all did in order to protest this cunt was we all claimed we got five-star reviews from the mumble and just made them up and just uh, <laughs> started tweeting them. And uh, we tweeted him on the proviso that we would take them down when he paid us 30 quid that we ah. would give to charity. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was I, great. Like, Lee Kyle absolutely smashed it with that. So, uh, yeah, I got five stars from the fucking mumbles. <laughs> ah, well, I, I agree with all of that, except for giving to charity. I'm not a not a fan. Sure, uh, no, like, of none of them? No. Not even badger sanctuaries? Fuck the badgers. <laughs> I mean, I know you do. Yeah. Well, you do know I'm not a real badger. I, I'm aware of that, yeah, mate. I've yeah. never seen a real badger in a top hat with blood coming out their eyes. You've never lived. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, most of my interactions with badgers have been driving past them smashed at the side of the road. <laughs> it's the only time I ever see a fucking badger. Oh, I live in Shropshire, they're fucking ten a penny, mate. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. We use them to start the fire. It's uh... <laughs> a bit moist for a firelighter, aren't they? Oh, they, they stink as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bet they fucking do. I've never smelt burnt badger, but I can't imagine it's any... <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, tip number one is have uh, rich parents. Mainly, yeah. would they have an influence in any way? Or that, that would be great if they could. If they could already work within the entertainment business, that would be awesome. Like uh, particularly if they say uh, went to a private school where a lot of TV producers went, where they could have a word. Uh, if you went to Oxbridge and you happened to dorm next door to someone who then goes on to be controller of BBC comedy, that'll very much help your career. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you're fucked. Um, so there's literally no other way of making no it. No other way. No, no comedian who has ever not been to Oxbridge has ever succeeded. No, there's loads of other ways, obviously. Like, this is the traditional way everyone's got in. There's yes. a thing, but like, like Jim Davidson. Jim Davidson. I don't know how he got in, but I hope he fucks himself straight out of the nearest window, the old cunt. You know what I mean? Hey, he's a good friend. We had a bit of a falling out, me and Jim. 
like, I don't uh, believe it. He's a kind man. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. Uh, like he just started. Uh, I made a very mild joke about him on Twitter, and he started uh, DMing me loads of shit like for ages. I never replied to him. I do it Yeah, just you know, like, I don't get why he was so angry. I was just doing a joke, you know, like he used to do. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, like basically the way the way uh, there was a big period of that. So like everyone like you know basically people would uh, pay loads of money in order to promote their sad show at Edinburgh where they would yeah. cry in the middle of it, and then that would get them on a panel show because obviously those skills are transferable. That's and, it, yeah. And then they go be on a panel show for a while, and then they try and tour off the back of that or something. I don't really know what the career plan was. It just doesn't. I don't think it works anymore. No cunt watches like who watches panel shows anymore. Like who, who actually watches TV. This is it, mate. Like no one under the age of forty watches TV at all. Like no. at all. Like I don't they even might, have like I don't pay a TV. Is it called Catch Up or something? They That's might watch. it. Start to watch YouTube. Like no one gives a shit anymore. So fuck it. Like there's all these people throwing thousands of pounds at the Edinburgh Festival trying to get on board this ship that's already fucking sunk. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, all I do instead now is just make my own stuff and put it out. Things like podcasts. You're actually very ahead of your time, Mr. Badger. You're actually, you know, you're right surfing the wave. I always have been. I've always <laughs> been a, a pioneer. Yeah, that's, it's a word for it. It's a word for it. I mean, no one's done what you've done before. That's true to say. Yeah. Well, do, do you know, uh, I, I'm actually trying to bring old things back as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I can, you know, Dragon's Den. Yeah, I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I went on there and I'm trying to bring back board games. Uh, so I try and put my own unique twist on an uh, old game. Yeah, are you aware of the game Cluedo? I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played yeah, it. You, it's like in a mansion, isn't it? And it'll be like... That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Mr. Black. Mr. Plum. You know, yeah. Professor Plum with the spanner in the conservatory. That's it. So I, I've done my own version of that. But instead of being set in a mansion, it's set in a... port. <laughs> and, and so you've got to guess who killed people. <laughs> But you're not allowed to blame. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds great. A surefire commercial hit. Ah, I can't see any sort. One good thing for you there, though, is in the modern comedy game, causing controversy is actually very good for your career. Well, in that case, I'm going to be fucking famous (laughs) in seconds. There is a limit to it, unfortunately. But, you know, if you can cause a Ferrari on uh, Twitter or whatever and get a lot of people angry at you, it's all good publicity. So, you know, I'm sure. And, you know, now you've got a good line in merch. You can sell your board games after your shows. I've got T-shirts. Have you? What do they say? Uh, Sponsored by Ralph's Cartoon Club. (laughs) Very nice. So it's not not a Mr. Badger T-shirt. It's just a Ralph's Cartoon Club T-shirt. It's got uh, me, me thing, the me awarder one, the uh, third best badger related entertainer in North Shropshire, nineteen eighty seven. It's got that on right. it. Hell of an award. This Very is it, you know. I'll be honest. I've seen worse on people's posters at Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the fucking shit people put, thinking it's going to be like. I've seen right. I've seen people put. Uh, I, I saw one person once put that they were a quarter finalist in a comedy competition. Oh. Right. What that means is you went out in the heat, right? And even if, yeah. right, even when people put like semi finalist in like a national competition, that means that there was at least 40 people judged better than you in that one little competition. Finalists only, that's your minimum, like, I think, for going on a poster. I feel you're having a dig at me. <laughs> I'm not having a dig. It's, it's just advice. You know, I care for you. <laughs> 
<laughs> want to see you do well and not look like an absolute twat. Uh, I think you're too late for that, to be honest. <laughs> well, you know, we can try and do some damage control, wind it back in a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, i tell you what, we're just going to have a little quick break and then oh, we'll yeah. carry on into part two, if that's all right with you. Not a problem. <laughs> For part two, with Mister Badger talks to a to scum, and I'm here with my friend Rufus Dingleberries. Hello, Rob Mulholland, but close enough. Yeah, well, you know, I couldn't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> it's a fair excuse. So, so, uh, so far, we've got uh, to make it as a professional comedian, like what you is. Uh, it's, uh, do you have rich parents? No, not at all. No, uh, no like, I, I, I can I can only find one of my parents, and she's got no money. Oh shit. Oh, well, we're in the same boat there because my dad was from the Philippines and uh, he, oh, did yeah. a, he did a runner after tipping battery acid on me. So, uh, right, are you sure? Was he was your dad from the Philippines or did he just holiday there a lot? No, no, he's definitely from the Philippines. I remember oh, yeah. the, the language when I was a beautiful language. I am a like that. It was uh, it was wonderful, romantic. It really is very lyrical, very lyrical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bajero! I remember that one. That was uh, as he threw the acid over my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, it explains a lot. It really does explain a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a bit of crucial backstory. You don't think I want to look like this, do you? <laughs> Fuck well, no, that, that was always a query of mine, like whether that was intentional. I haven't had sex since 2014. I'm amazed it's so recent. Yeah, I know, and that was because a fucking prostitute turned me down. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a a bit like, from. it's a bit like a mumble review. I paid her and she still said I was shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, the difference is a prostitute is professional and provides a good service. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more honesty in the prostitute John relationship than there is in the mumble to their review <laughs> clients. But let's just say, let's just say, we don't have rich parents. We're not willing to pay for a fucking wank review. <laughs> that's not going to uh, help. You, you've already mentioned there's other ways, such as you put stuff out yourself, i.e. podcasts, uh, the, the YouTube show. What was it called yeah, again? It's called Too Big to Fail. Too Big to Fail. Yeah, it's, it's an hour of... Yeah, there you go. That's the correct, correct response it's elicited. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a stand-up special. It's on YouTube. I just put it out direct to the people. Like This isn't like my innovation or anything. People have already been doing this. But like, rather than waiting for like, you know, Netflix aren't calling me. Right? I'm not like, I'm not batting away live at the Apollo. But I've got all this good material, so that fuck it, I'll film it, put it out. It's dead easy on the internet now. You can just do that. Give it to people. Look, there is literally no barrier for making anything on the internet, as you are fucking proving. I know, fucking hell. That's how I got banned in the first place. <laughs> Is it like you know? There is this way around now that I genuinely love because like there is a real cunty side to the comedy industry, and there's a lot of like shit bits to it. But we just don't have to deal with them anymore. Like we can just no. make our own careers. There's still, if you want to get on in the circuit, like that's another different thing, you know, I to know. making your own career. Because the circuit, you kind of got to deal with people's personalities and like 
promoters in general, right? There's a load of them that are great and are wonderful people who are doing a really hard job and like, you know, they provide me with my income, so I'm not going to fuck them all off. But a few of them yeah. are the maddest cunts I have ever met in my entire fucking <laughs> life. Like, there's some people that you've got to like, you've really got to just squash down everything that you want to say to them constantly. Because like, especially if you've got the comedian instinct to rinse people, it's so hard because they're proper knobheads. This is genuine why I very rarely get gigs anymore. <laughs> I can imagine, you are very bad at keeping your gob short. I know, but you know. <laughs> it's funny, it, mate. Don't get me wrong. It's fucking yeah. funny. If someone's willing to tell me that the way I need to progress is to do 20 gong spots and then maybe they'll offer me an open 10 at a gig yeah, in yeah, 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 fucking yeah. Leicestershire somewhere, you can suck my fucking badger cock. Yeah, like there does come a point where you got to start telling them no. Like I, um, I, I just uh, when I was first starting out, it got to a point where I, like I'd done like a few uh, open spots for a promoter, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, that's great. You know, those are really good. Do you want to come do another unpaid gig?" And it's just no. It gets to a point where you got to say no. If you know you're doing good enough, you've got to value yourself a bit. And I just didn't work for that promoter for a couple of years, and then they came back to me, basically. Yeah. Like, that's what I'd recommend. I mean, like, I wanted to call them a cheap cunt at the time, but I didn't, and now I get a lot of work off them, so you know. <laughs> and you're friends with <laughs> to this day. <laughs> He's one of the good ones. Fuck I know. Put me up here. I, <laughs> I, I, did, I did two open spots for <laughs> uh I'll be honest, I didn't even perform that well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as a, as a true gent, he said the next gig you'll get will be paid, and he's already offered me paid work. So yeah, he's one of the proper good ones. I did his gig the other night. Actually, I was in this what was this uh, uh, in a little village called Upper Thong, right? That's genuinely uh. Upper Thong. It's in Yorkshire. There's Upper Thong and Nether Thong down the hill, which is just Arse Thong. That's your name. Uh, it's, it's a fucking amazing gig this little village hall and it's just like the only thing going on for miles around and it's like uh, they all just pack it out and it's like the best fucking audience and cash on the night so that's always a win beautiful that's it yeah. good ones I mean I know who you were talking about in Leicestershire <laughs> <laughs> like, that's who I was talking about too but like, no, I get... surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I get a lot of good work from them now. So you know, I won't say shit. Good on them. They've clearly got good taste in comedy. I get booked all the time. So... <laughs> I- I'm waiting until uh, people start offering me what I think I'm worth, which is about four hundred pounds for ten minutes. I think that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, the paid ten spot doesn't really exist anymore. But good luck getting four hundred quid for him, mate. If you can, you're a fucking pioneer. I would love it <laughs> if you manage to reduce our work and increase our salaries. You will be. Yeah. hailed as a hero. Yeah, fucking... I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm probably uh, not retiring from comedy, but I'm going to be making uh, sparser appearances and doing more stuff like this, because this seems to get me more gigs, to be honest. Yeah, well, it's a good thing to do, mate. And like, Especially with what you... With, right, Mr Badger is an unusual prospect, I think it's fair to say. I've never seen an act like it in all my time in comedy. I mean, yeah. and that is a very good thing, but it's also a very difficult thing for promoters because they don't know what to do with it. I turn up <laughs> and talk about me dick, and they go, all right, we've seen this before, we know what we're doing, we'll put yeah. him on to open. You turn up looking like a fucking... Like, you look like you've wandered into the middle of the M62, been scraped up and then put on stage. <laughs> like, it's, you know... So it's very confronting. So, like, you do... But being unique is fucking great uh, in the long run. So, yeah, you doing more stuff on the internet, making more videos, making more podcasts, that's definitely the way to go for you. Because you're going to get a lot of people telling you that you should change, and I just don't think you possibly can, can it's you? A- I, I, I'm a bit. Uh, you won't believe this, but I've got mental issues. So oh, really? I, I know. 
Sunday, the man I am... dresses up as a badger and shouts awful pedo jokes has mental issues. You need to strike me down with a feather, lad. What do you mean, jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, makes uh, horrific pedo statements. Yes! But, but I, I I consider it as a... You know when, when uh, prophets first came out and they were burned as like, heretics because they had something to say about something that other people talking... didn't believe in? Are we talking about lost prophets here? <laughs> well, possibly. Me and Ian Watkins were best mates. Uh, yeah. I'm still working hard on his uh, on his uh, case. Uh, yeah. I, don't, right. I don't mean I'm trying to get him released. I mean, he's got a suitcase full of child porn and I'm trying to get into it. <laughs> Honestly, no idea where the fuck we were. So we're saying you're a prophet. That's where we were. We're getting into the Jesus complex. Yeah. yeah so I, well, I, I'm teaching people that maybe it uh, isn't so bad. <laughs> I mean, look, look, right. You've got you've got a unique angle. You've definitely got an inbuilt fan base already on the deep web. I'm sure you'll make it. Yeah. I actually, this is a genuine uh, true fact. I lost a fan the other day. It's 100% serious. They sent me a message saying, you've just lost a fan because I put up a picture of a seal with some netting round its head. That, that was the line. That that's was the line. line. Don't all you, the shit that... you've done. Yeah. The seal with netting. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I fucking hate those pricks. Like, you get them all the time just like, well, I'll never watch any of your stuff again. You've lost a fan in me. Firstly, you've never seen any of my shit before. You've wandered across this one thing and you want to try and like have an impact on me. Secondly, there's three and a half billion people on the internet as if I could give a fuck about you. And then exactly. it's always something weird like that. It's never like the offensive thing that they actually get offended for. It's always like, well, you did a joke about haircuts and my granddad died because his hair <laughs> fell out. It's like, you know, it's, it's always something so fucking weird. So like, bollocks to them cunts. Like, I, I, was, I remember, and this is another true fact. I was in crew, and uh, it's not a funny subject per se, but I just happened to do an off the cuff <laughs> remark um, about cancer. Oh, and, oh mate, yeah. that is one of the ones that gets people the most. Like, well, people have no sense of humour about cancer. No, but, but a woman uh, really did take it to heart, and she had a go at me, and she said that uh, her grandfather had just died of cancer. And I did say, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, how old was he? And she said, 97. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing cancer was one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't really blame cancer for that. He got hit by a full firing squad of shit. Like, cancer was there, don't get me wrong, but so was diabetes, so <laughs> was, like, you know, like, muscle d degenerative diseases, Alzheimer's, the whole lot at that point, haven't you? What haven't you got when you're 97? I think he was actually stomped to death by one of these paedophile groups. <laughs> <laughs> He's finally outed. He had pictures of Anne Frank in a little dress. <laughs> well, that's it, man. I've got a bit about cancer on my special, and like it's, it was working that material out was like the hardest bit of all of it. I've got some really near the knuckle jokes, but like that one is the one that's most hard because like people hear the word and assume that you're laughing at people dying of cancer. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, I'm fucking not. Of course, that's not funny that your relative is dying of cancer. But people's reactions to cancer in general can be funny. Funny situations can happen to people who have cancer. And, like, laughing about these things is snatching a bit of light back, isn't it, from these fucking awful things. I don't know about you. I think you just genuinely enjoy the misery. But for me, it's <laughs> the <fastest. laughs> No, it is. 
it's, it's the gallows humour, isn't it? That's it's... it, mate. Like, like, you know, nothing gets any better or worse by me not making these jokes. It's not like if I no. never speak about cancer, that's the end of it. It's not like that's not that's not what the cause is. <laughs> like, it's not people making jokes. The two things I want to say is the favourite joke off your special that I love is your uh, cultural appropriation joke. Thank you, mate. Yeah, that's my favourite one. That's the one that all the comedians love. Like uh, comedians, like basically, it was like the unofficial joke of the fringe this year. Like I kept having comics come up to me and tell me they'd heard it off another comic, and like it had proper spread around the fringe like that. Because obviously, it can't go in Dave's joke of the fringe because they've got to no. read out on Good Morning Britain, and like you can't <laughs> read that joke. Like. Uh, in fact, I'm going to tweet a clip of that joke, I think, tonight. Either tonight or tomorrow, um, anyone listening. Like, if you want to go on my Twitter, it's my cultural appropriation joke. Um, it's I can't wait to put it out out of context, because people are going to lose their <laughs> shit. Like, within the context of the hour show, people get to know me, my sense of humour, they know what I'm doing. It's been fine. I've not had a single complaint. No. But as soon as that little clip gets shorn of all that context and I put it out on Twitter, oh, mate, I hope people think I'm racist. I think half of them, I hope half of them do, because then they kick off loads and they retweet it more and this it just it. spreads it more. And, like, yeah. anyone with half a brain sees the jokes, hears that I'm not doing anything racist at all. It's just a white guy doing a joke about race, which makes it really uncomfortable. Well, I know we alluded, well, I alluded to it before, the, the Freddie Quinn uh, Amazon special where people oh, yeah, yeah. being transphobic. But if you actually watch the entire show yeah it's not a transfer it's a fucking joke a play yeah, on words totally i mean it's not a funny show but uh no i'm joking it's great uh this is it man yeah like people really focus in on little details and uh, i also i just don't think it's important what comedians think like it's really fucking annoying that people have started taking comedians seriously and like you know look it's great for comedians like nish kumar or whoever like you know like nothing against them if you want to go on question time and be taken seriously and you're a political commentator and all that great but the 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 side effect of that for people like me who are just dicking about and are like just having a laugh and not offering any solutions or actual opinions it's all just fucking jokes people start taking it seriously now and like yeah they pick out this one little word you've said one little thing that you've like uh, you know maybe you're riffing off the cuff and it's not quite phrased how you want it. and like you know they take it to be like that you're this horrible person who delights in misery and it's like now yeah. I'm just you know it's the exact fucking opposite it really fucking annoys me it's like they always make this argument that you're, you should stay in your lane and you should only ever make jokes about things that personally affect you like if you've got cancer they're cool with you doing cancer jokes but the thing is like other people having cancer does affect me that makes me sad if you've got any sort of fucking empathy if you're not a psychopath every horrible thing in the world affects you on some level so we should be able to a joke about them as well surely surely we're allowed that bit of fucking catharsis and all these snide little fucking humorless cunts who want to make out like i'm out here making statements i'm not fucking having it i'm just done with it man well, you, you again something else you mentioned on your special is uh you've moved to bristol haven't brighton. Uh, not bristol, brighton brighton same, same shit mate it's yeah. bristol on sea it, it's you mentioned that the type of people that i hate which is people that will find offense in whatever you're doing yeah, whilst yeah. themselves being hypocritical fucking yeah, yeah. i mean to be fair they're not gonna have to look far in your work are they to get no, something to get no but even then if, if, oh, if you if you if you actually look at I'm breaking character here. If you if you look into the material, it's jokes. A lot of it's play on words, a lot of it's uh yeah, yeah, I mean, a like, nice little like reveal joke. You've got like classic structures to a lot of your jokes. It's like and also like 
you stood on stage in comedy clubs. Is that not enough to give you exactly. that context? I'm dressed as a fucking badger! Exactly! Anyone taking your fucking act seriously, looking at you doing that, it's absolutely mental. Like, I always think, like, people who complain when they come to a comedy club, it's like, it's not like I've gone round your house and shouted this in your face while you're trying to have your tea. Like, yeah. you've paid money, you've booked tickets to go to see a comedian, you come here to a comedy show and then you want to get upset. Fuck off! Oh, I the best, give a shit. The best recently, in fact, I'm going to have a quick break and we'll come for part three because I've got sure. the, the best story. Right, here we go. Part three is on the way. <laughs> 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 